0: Welcome to Our Jewish Roots with insightful Bible teaching by Dr. Jeffrey Seif. On today's special Thanksgiving program, we take a moment and look back at 2021 and review what the Lord has done through this ministry. We're so glad you've joined us today. I am David Hart.
1: I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif. Here is your word for today. Todor Rabbah. Thank you very much. Ah. And it's Thanksgiving, right? It is. One of
2: our favorite seasons, I think. We're we're thankful to be here again.
1: When I was driving on the way here, I was just thinking how thankful I am, honestly. I don't always think in those terms Mm -hmm. because I think about the troubles of the day and the challenges, but I'm just at such a peaceful place just thinking how God's been so good amidst the turbulence of trying times.
2: It is. We just, we're thankful for the fact that We've all made it through this crazy year. It's a time of flexibility and surviving a, the world that's just kind of topsy-turvy, but we, we made it.
1: it. It's my first pandemic, to tell you the truth, but a student of history in the ancient Near East more so than the world in general. I know plagues have been around, and uh, I'm so thankful that God got us through it and got you through it, too.
0: And pretty amazing, we've been been able to stay at this desk during the whole pandemic. It's pretty amazing. Yes, difficulties
1: notwithstanding, friends stayed with us. Thank you.
0: We're going to take you now to some excerpts from our first program that we brought you in 2021, Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. Let's go there now.
3: And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and his disciples came unto him. And he taught them, saying,
4: אשרי הענבים, כי הם ירשו את הארץ. אשרי הרעבים ועצמאים לצדק, כי הם יסברו. אשרי הרחמנים, כי הם ירוחמו. הלבב, כי יראו את השלום, אשרי הנרדפים בגלל הצדק, כי להם מלכו את השמיים. אשריכם, אם יחרפו ויגדפו וירדפו אתכם ויעלילו עליכם בגללי, שמחו וגילו, כי שחרכם רב בשמיים, הרי כך, רדפו את
1: הנביאים שהיו לכם. At the base of the Mount of Olives, there's a garden called Gethsemane in Hebrew, Gethsemane. You might recall Yeshua, Jesus, went there to pray, and he sweat blood that last night, that fateful night. Uh, it's interesting, it seems to me, that uh, shemen, or oil, is produced by getting the olives together and putting them under pressure. And this oil is extracted that's then used to make ore Or in Hebrew, or is light. Light factors in various ways in the New Testament story. There are maidens that carry the light to pierce the darkness. In the passage that I want to consider with you in this segment, Jesus says to his, (laughs) to his disciples, "Quote, you are the light of the world." He he doesn't just say that. He says similarly in Matthew chapter five, that you are, haaretz, you are the salt of the earth. There's a Hebrew expression, mitzvah. means commandment, and it it is uh, applied to being a blessing. Uh, The Lord would have his people to do mitzvah, to do blessings. And hence, if you see someone in need, (laughs) instead of waiting to be beckoned in the service, why not, of your own accord, take the initiative to roll up your sleeves and just go help? And if we're beckoned to go where we don't wish to go, and we're unable to, you know, remove ourselves from that situation, why not go with something of a good attitude and be a witness to the love of God? The way that leads to life hopefully is told in a church, but it's the way of life that's lived outside of the church. In the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord talked about attending to our business, brothers learning to dwell together peaceably, men and women learning to come to terms, ones holding their sexual appetites in check, their angers, what to do with the money, what to do with various energies, etc. It's all there in the sermon. Hear Jesus' words. It's a way that leads to life, and your life will be better by virtue of your so doing.
0: The series you just saw was originally filmed 10 years ago. Dr. Seif, 10 years ago.
2: Sar so Shalom it was beautiful.
0: The story's timeless. It's still relevant for us today, yeah. It
1: surely is because the program is about the Scripture, and the Scripture carries on every generation, you know. And to, to depict that visually, it's good 100 years from now. Yes.
2: You haven't changed a bit?
1: Hopefully, a little wiser, That's my
2: gift at Thanksgiving for you. Thank you, yes. Yes.
0: And the Bible hasn't changed a bit, Um, it's still relevant.
1: No, 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 no. and I'm so thankful for our friends, for you that, that help us to continue to tell this story. Some of you caught on to the Jesus story 10 years ago, 20, 30, 40, I don't know. Some need to catch that story tomorrow. And by supporting this ministry, you're helping us to tell the story. We're all about looking at the good news through the eyes of the Jews, and we think there's value in it and we invest our energies and resources in it. Would you please help us, please? It's Thanksgiving time, and people make decisions about what they want to do for the Christmas season. You know, a good gift to Jesus uh, on uh, Christmas, as we approach all of that, would be to make an investment in helping the next generation learn about him. If you find value in what we do, please help us to continue to do it.
2: An easy way to do that is through our website, levitt.com. We make it easy for you to make a donation to our program. You can also watch past programs, read the Levitt letter, personal letter. You wouldn't believe how much information is available to you free on our website. Another thing that's coming up is... Faith of
0: Our Fathers was a series we brought you this year. Let's see some excerpts of that right now. The Word of God has given us examples of faith that have shaped virtually every aspect of the believer's life today. Where would we be without the examples of Noah, Abraham, and Isaac, David, and ultimately that of Yeshua, Jesus? Faith is woven into the fabric of America as well. From the Pilgrims to John Adams, to Patrick Henry and George Washington, God's providential hand remained highly esteemed and honored above all. Faith unshakable. Faith unstoppable. Faith of our fathers. In the formative days of our nation, there were some who thought it important to remain loyal to the British king. Others rejected the monarchy, favoring liberty. Among them, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, George Washington, Ben Franklin, patriots all. They would boldly proclaim that the truths of liberty were self-evident and endowed by their Creator. Meanwhile, there were still others in Philadelphia, unknown figures in history, who considered the godly direction of the Founding Fathers vitally important.
1: Good day, Betsy.
4: Good day, sir. I'm finally putting the finishing stitches on this. The last star.
5: You've certainly been diligent.
4: I must say, my efforts have been facilitated by your kind visits. It's most comforting to know that the fate of this nation, our fate, is in the hands of godly men.
1: And I'm thinking of, you know, declarations. Uh, you know, when I think of the faith of our fathers, if you look at those who signed our Declaration of Independence. I mean, this is a this is an independence right here, but it's more of a declaration of dependence, I should say, because people really felt dependent on God. Well, I shouldn't just say back in biblical days, certainly with the founders in our culture, so many were ministers of so those signers, and, and uh, there was a kind of punkish kind of, you know, declaring independence, even you know, you know the expression, John Hancock, when someone signs their signature? You'll, someone will say, here, I need your John Hancock, because on the declaration, he signed it in really big letters. So his signature is bigger than the others. And the reason for that is, is King George was notorious for his poor vision, and he he, he wrote his name really big, and, he, and then he puts the quill down and says, I bet you George can read that. <laughs> he ought to be able to see that. He's throwing down the gauntlet. It's not just a declaration of independence. It's a declaration of war. It's making a stand.
6: What folks don't realize is that in his plan of education, the two reading books were Isaac Watts' hymnal and the Bible. Amazing. That's what Jefferson had students reading in school. And Isaac Watts' hymnal is where we get great hymns of the Christian faith. Um, Joy to the World is one of his hymns. The other thing Jefferson did while he was there is we have a brand new capital, brand new White House, brand new Capitol. And so, as they move into the Capitol in November of 1800, by December the 4th, it's interesting, the records of Congress tell us that with Jefferson presiding over the Senate and Theodore Sedgwick over the House, they said, let's have church every Sunday in the House of Representatives. That's the biggest room we have in the building. And the Constitution, we don't work on Sundays. That's a Sunday Sabbath. It's called the Sunday's Accepted Clause. Jefferson helped start the church in the Capitol and by 1867 that was the largest Protestant church in the United States. These are actually sermons that were preached in that church that Jefferson helped start. This says, The imperishable and saving words of Christ delivered in the hall of the House of Representatives. This is 1860.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah, he was really big on separating church and state, wasn't he?
6: And that Separation Church and State letter, for anybody reads it, it's 233 words long. It's three paragraphs, it's simple. And it says, because of Separation Church and State, the government's not going to stop a religious activity. Oh my gosh, we've got just the opposite today.
2: That was just a small portion of our whole series, Faith of Our Fathers, and that was an extremely popular series. Uh, I read everybody's viewer, the viewer mail, and they loved what you brought.
1: Well, it was a we thing. Of course, it always is, uh, but with David Barton there, I mean, he's such an expert historian, and people just don't know about the Judeo-Christian roots of our culture. People are looking to deny that and reconstructionist visions of, of what America's all about. Definitely, it was a decided Christian country at the beginning.
2: And it was powerful, and we just, we loved the dramatic reenactments, yes. the costuming. Uh, our, our production crew went all out on this, and That costs a lot of money, I mean, to come up with all the new costumes, everything.
1: Yeah, and, you know, to the point, you know, David mentioned earlier in the program about these uh, new programs that we're bringing to you and that we brought to you. While we're bringing them to you, and I'm not correcting David, the truth of the matter is is that you're bringing them to you because this is viewer-supported. And at Thanksgiving, we just wanna say thank you for the giving. Please stay with us, there's so much more to come.
0: Another series that we brought to you in 2021 that people seem to really enjoy is Joshua More Than a Conqueror. Let's go to some excerpts of that right now.
5: What happened at Mount Sinai was a miracle. A personal message to Moses, inscribed in stone by the very finger of Adonai. Days later, it's left me wondering, still searching for words to explain our journey on the Mount. Why'd he choose me? He could have chosen any of the elders, Gershom. Eliezer, there was this thick cloud that covered us. For six days, nothing could be seen. And all the more I wondered why he'd
1: chosen me. As though Moses gets all the attention initially, and rightly so as the principal leader, he had an assistant. His name was Joshua. Interesting fellow. To be sure, his name was Hosea originally, but his name was changed from a word for salvation to Jehoshua, that is, God is salvation. And he was going to learn that. Interesting word in Hebrew. In Greek, salvation, sozo, means uh, save, uh, it means heal, be made whole, put back together again. The word Yeshua or Joshua in Hebrew, It means to uh, heal, it means to deliver, it means to redeem, to save, and Joshua was all that. And in so doing, he led Israel. And he indeed was more than just a conqueror, though he was that to be sure. It's been a miraculous journey. The Jordan River has dried up to facilitate its crossing, The mighty walls of Jericho have fallen down, and now, with heaven-sent cunning, Joshua leads his men to yet another victory at the city of I. I went up in flames, finally. Israel got burned beforehand, however, and in another sense, and I'm gonna tell that story here today. It's a tragic story, actually. Victory's one thing, defeat's another, in the Bible. We get a little bit of both. Actually, in the Scripture, if you look at the miraculous victories so far, the parting of the sea, the Jordan, the Israelites crossing through, yes, that's 17 verses for that. If you look at the, the miracle in the war at Jericho, a sum total of 27 verses for that. The Battle of Ai, a small city. It shouldn't have taken much. It was a tragedy, 81 verses, by my reckoning, for that in the Hebrew Bible. You know, men, we want the best in life. We feel we don't always get it. We think we, we go for an ideal. We think we got a raw deal. Uh, get that faith at work and uh, seek the Lord for what he would have you to do, and find the divine strategy has for you to help you to be the head and not the tail, to be a conqueror and not conquered, to be a victor and not a victim. And you yourself can experience with God how like Joshua, you can be more than a conqueror.
0: The actor who you saw portrayed Joshua in this drama. His real name is Joshua. He's a good friend of ours. He's, a, he's been a part of this ministry for years. And uh, you may recognize him as...
2: Bearded Bible Brothers. Yes. And the other half of the famous brother duo, Caleb, Caleb. is right here, <laughs> he's behind camera too, he, he edits. They're good-looking and talented, (laughs) and it just kind of makes you disgusted so much in one family. But (laughs) that is part of what we do on social media. So part of your donation dollars goes to produce so much more than just this program. So in our Thanksgiving program, we thank you for supporting this ministry, all the other programming that there is. Look on levitt.com. Just Google Google Our Jewish Roots, and and you'll see so much, I promise, on social media sites.
0: Another series we brought you in 2021, Eretz Israel, the Land of Israel. Let's show you some excerpts of that right now.
3: Look to the north, the south, the east, the west, All the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Eretz Israel. his wife, his nephew Lot, all the substance and persons they had acquired in Haran and journeyed to Canaan.
1: Well, there's a map and there's a map. Today, individuals are fond of speaking of the, the road map for peace, <laughs> and, and typically those that are engaged in the road map for peace are simply looking to carve up Israel piece by piece by piece. Uh, I look at the Bible as something of a road map, and therein it delineates clearly what God's will is, what his ways are, what his intentions are for people and places. And it is so explicit, it's not even a tacit inference. It's noted very clearly. In fact, in Exodus chapter 32, Moses is on record petitioning God, reminding him of his own promise noted to the patriarchs, to Avraham, to Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, quote, in chapter 32, verse 13, I'll multiply your descendants as the stars, and all this land that I have spoken I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. Let me ask you a question. How long do you think forever is? It seems to me that forever is like a really long time. I'm standing
5: in Independence Hall in Tel Aviv where the state of Israel was declared in 1948, but much happened in the years before that that led to that historic moment. In 1931, the Arab leader of the land, Hajamin Husseini, held a pan-Islamic conference bringing Muslims from around the region where they declared there will be no Jewish state here in the land. Two years later, a man named Adolf Hitler came to power in Germany, soon after writing Mein Kampf, where he declared that all the Jews of Europe would be slaughtered. 250,000 Jewish refugees fled Germany during the 1930s and came here to live in the land. As the numbers increased, the Muslim resistance increased as well, and in 1936, an Arab general strike was held. 80 Jews were killed in rioting throughout the land. As a result of that, the British held a conference and decided to partition the land into an Arab and a Jewish state, no longer promising to fulfill the mandates call for just a Jewish state west of the Jordan
1: River. This series, Eretz Yisrael, the Land of Israel, was prayerfully and carefully put together with the mind to counterbalance the insanity to bring biblical medicine to life's assorted hurts. What I want you to know is that not only does uh, the Bible, does the God of the Bible, commend this land to a particular people, but he notes herein as well that uh, there's places for many other peoples to dwell peaceably round about and even within Israel. He says in verse 22 of the 47th chapter that uh, the residents herein should find a place to dwell peacefully amongst the Hebrew people if they're minded to do so. There's a wonderful story. There's room for all in God's arms, and his arm is extended. And it seems we're living at a time today when God's extending his arm to Jewish people and non-Jewish people, and bringing a testimony the world over how God is in fact working, and walking upon the earth to make his will and ways known fully and finally. I am really thankful to have been able to participate with you in Eretz Yisrael, the series, The Land of Israel. Thank you for supporting the people of Israel and the land of Israel. You know, one of the things I learned as a new pastor, whenever there's an event, a banquet or something, uh, a seasoned minister will always thank the kitchen staff and the wait staff and what have you because the reality is, though there's someone who gives the speech and does the music, truth be known, there's a cadre of others that make it all happen. I get to be on a camera with the hearts, and thank you for that. But the reality is, you bring these programs to you. Thank you for supporting us, the Jewish people, the land of Israel, and God bless you for so doing.
0: Can I go back to the series that we just saw for sure. a minute? We know you loved doing this series. You look like Indiana Jones <laughs> in the Jeep going all over Israel, kind of jealous, a little bit jealous. Yeah, I great. play
1: to that. I like that outdoors look. Yeah. But it's great to go to places where the tour busts don't go. You took
0: us a lot of places off the beaten track. Off yes. the beaten yes. path, And yes. just to
2: let all of you know, yes, it's been a crazy year. We haven't been able to be in the land, but we're planning this spring, this March, to be back and on that tour bus that you mentioned. And we'll be really thankful to set our feet on that holy land once again.
1: Yes, I remember when my uh, son was young, uh, we'd read stories, and they called it the magic school bus, uh, reading a book, and it takes you to a place with this mystery. That is so true for Israel, and I hope you can go with us. Thank you for coming with us on the journey in television, but go to the land, too.
0: Amen, we have so much more coming your way. We love to leave our program with a song from our founder, but before we do that...
1: A word from the Scripture. Sha'alu shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem.